Well, she didn't mention because I didn't tell her. Dave Van Hooser, who was here, what, a month or so ago, he, he came and told a wonderful story about that trip to uh, Ukraine, and now he's come back to tell another story, and he's going to help with this because he's been, he was, he, he became a part of Grief Share when Grief Share started. And, uh, and I'm hoping, I'm, I've asked Kathy, she said, no, I'm not going to do that because, you know, as far as being a part of dealing with grief, but uh, so it's, uh, what, and what I've been trying to do, if I can, now why did that? You have to restart it once the iPad <coughs> shuts, Shut it programs, off. it turns it off, so you have to do it again. So I have to go back to settings, I have to go back to the settings on the, <clears throat> oh, oh, okay. Well, Yep. But it's a pretty screensaver. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't on my screen, though. <laughs> it's up there, but not here. So, uh, okay, and so I can. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, this is uh, uh, this is just a promo that is put out by the Grief Share organization. <clears throat> the Grief Share. Uh, maybe I'll tell that story just quickly. Uh, I came, uh, whenever I was nearing retirement, uh, I, I came to Mike Rudsey and said, look, I've got, I've got my degree and lots of years, years experience in psychotherapy. I'd like to help to do counseling at uh, Otter Creek. And, uh, and I talked with Mike Rudsey and he said, well, when can you do it? And about the only time then that I could do it would be on Sunday, I mean, Saturday mornings. And he I said, well, we wouldn't be comfortable with you being in the building by yourself trying to do counseling, especially like with women. And women, women attend counseling more than men do. So anyway, I said, well, I wouldn't be comfortable with it either. So we started talking about I could do a group. And so I said, we're talking about group. And we're talking about, well, grief is a, uh, something that sometimes people respond to. So we started looking around. And so we got to look, found Grief Share, and it's an organization that in North Carolina that puts out Grief Share videos and this whole program of Grief Share. So that's, and so in 2016, that's how long it's been, 2016, I started Grief Share here at Otter Creek and, uh, and did it uh, for a while, just did it by myself. And I need to speak louder? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and they, and they uh, so, <clears throat> And uh, so I started Grief Share Group, had a pretty good group. David was in it to start. And, uh, and so we and, and, uh, went, went, and for three years, about three years, I kept doing just one Grief Share Group after another, after another, after grief, uh, for grief. And uh, David even came and tried to help a little bit. <laughs> but now, uh, you all, uh, have, how many of you have seen John McCaslin's video? Of, of that, I think it showed up at church and said we didn't. Kathy and I didn't get to be here. That is it. John McCaslin has become a real important partner with me in doing grief share. Why is he not here? You know, he's doing. John happens to be a really good singer. If you know anything about John and Gene, they were really good, both of them. And John, John's a really good singer, and he's doing the uh, the carols thing. So they're practicing at this time. So that's what he's involved with. So when I found out, I said, oh, David, you know, see if David would come. 
and David would come. And what I want of David to do, there's several things I could do after doing the video. I'm going to ask David to come just tell his story uh, as to why he got involved in grief share in the first place and then how what, what grief share did for him. And I wish Kathy would do the same thing, but she was, you know, because Kathy lost her mother last year. David lost his wife. It's been five years ago or so. Seven, uh, seven years ago. Okay, so I mean, he, she, uh, uh, not long before we did when we started grief share. So anyway, let's see if I can make this happen. Uh, oh, I gotta go. Is it going back to that? No, I already. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know what to uh, No. Something. Okay. So just how to. Just to play it. But then how to get big. How do we make it get big? Well, it's gone out of it again. Let me see what we can do here. That. Oh, okay. Where's it going to be? Why is it not? I don't know, it worked before. Let's see what we can do here. It really did work on this before. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure she's done. My friend says working with computers is like going to the library and they've taken all the books off the shelf. I didn't work. And they put them around and say, your information should be right here. Not working, is it? No, that's not it. This, you said that. This is what it is. Okay, let me see here. If you want to go ahead and talk, I'll work on it. Anyway, what uh, uh, what Grief Share does is there's there's a series of uh, 13 videos that we do it one a week, and when we have a meeting, the people come and we and we share with each other about how we're doing, 
and then we play a video that talks about grief, different issues about grief and that kind of stuff. The, the, first, the first video, the first week of this is, is this normal? <laughs> and it raises the question saying how, how, you know, I can't hardly function in my life, you know, with, with all this grief that I've got and say so dealing with all the stuff and my emotions have gone crazy and that kind of stuff. Is this normal? And says, and yet, in very much, yes, in ways it depend upon the loss, and uh, so then that goes from there. In different issues about dealing with grief and uh, dealing with complications of grief, grief, stories about grief, and and the the nice thing I think about the video I really like is that it, it interviews people like David, like Kathy, who've lost loved ones. And some of you, you know, who've lost someone very close and very dear to you, uh, who's, you know, that has really uh, changed your life. And so, uh, and so they interview them and talk about how the experience they've had and the struggle that they've had. Sometimes, it's, sometimes they shed a few tears, you know, as, they, as they're describing the story. Then they talk to, one of the things they also do is they talk to professionals. They, uh, some uh, professional uh Psychologists, uh, psychotherapists, uh, teachers, uh, pastors—those who those who deal with grief—and they talk with them and interview them and let them add their expertise into the uh, experience that someone has had. And uh, and the interesting thing as being a Christian therapist, being involved in Christian therapists, uh, and gone to Christian therapy mm -hmm. things, I have. Uh, yeah, go ahead and start it if you need it. It's, it's a loading. Dave, <laughs> I wonder if you've got his iPad on Wi-Fi, because it's trying to go out. It's going to Vimeo, which is going to then... Right, I'm just not sure there's enough connectivity. Right. Yeah. Well, it did earlier, right? <laughs> yeah, we got it running once, but... It doesn't want to do it now. Maybe that's it. Because that's what it looks like up there. It's coming. Come. Thinking about it. I don't know why it came up. The, it seemed like it was working just fine. You say it's 13 weeks. Do people normally continue on after, like, repeat the class? Then? Yes. Okay. The amazing thing, and David's one of them, uh, that it's amazing how often it's trying to connect people have come to it. Well, and it's downloading is what it's doing. But I see Wi-Fi is so slow if it's coming. Oh, well, that could be the problem because it's not downloaded on the laptop. I think that's the issue. I really wasn't ready to deal with my grief the first time I saw it. So whenever I went through it the second time, I was more into it. So yes, we do. And is there a cost for it? Yes, there is a cost. The Everybody has a workbook that they do homework in. They do a workbook. The, the workbook uh, is uh, comes from the organization North Carolina. It costs twenty dollars, okay. and so we charge twenty five. 
Okay. So in 25, it's for the whole 13 weeks, but obviously 20 of it is to pay for the book. Mm. Uh, in fact, I have, I have one. No, obviously, I don't have one in here. So but I just, people won't join then during, I mean, they join at the beginning of no, that. They can join any time because each, each okay. session stands on its own. You don't have to have okay. seen earlier sessions to get a lot out of the session that you're watching. So uh, whatever issue there is about grief, now people who come later, they'll tend to, uh, they'll tend to come back to see, they might want to come back to see the earlier ones because they thought they got something out of the ones they saw. Okay. But, uh, so it's uh, Do you happen to have this downloaded on your, <coughs> is it on your iPad? The, no, no, it's just, uh, Okay, it's trying to download, or it's trying to play, but it has to go out and then come back in. Yes. Try, try to jam and, 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 and
Everybody's using the internet. I, mean, you can't, I can't do it today. And I'm not going to do it today. No more today. I've got to get away from this. Um, my daughter and my son were precious. My brother and sister in law were precious. My daughter um, coming in and saying, I tell you what, you sit in a chair. We'll bring it in front of you. So I felt like Cleopatra, except the fat one. Um, <laughs> and I, would, I, would I just don't say, have enough yes, bandwidth no, right now. That's what's going on. So grief share does a really good job of exposing you to how you, you, you know everybody has those feelings, you know everybody does those things, but when you realize that how they dealt with it made sense and how you're dealing with it probably makes sense too. Because you have to do it on the way that Yeah, people do. Yes, people do. The ones okay. who come. People will share yeah. what they're feeling. Tell you what, this is this was going to be interesting. This was just to be a promotional uh, video. Apparently, we're not going to get it to work, so I, that's okay because they're not going to be able to do what David and what Kathy has already done for you folks this morning. Thank you, darling. You weren't going to speak, and I, I, wasn't I said, "Yeah." <laughs> Every day of the every day of her life since we've been married. 
even when we were out of the country, she still, you know, we would get the, the phone where it could do the international and uh, and wherever possible. That, and not to say that it wasn't someday missed, but it almost without fail, she talked with her mother every day. So she, his mother her, was her best friend besides me. I think mean, she, you know, she I mean, said, you're my best friend, but my mother was my best friend too. Sure. And so, and obviously, uh, Google's talk and kind of stuff. And you know, there's lots of times they'd be just talking about stuff, and you know how this guy's like, just, he just let that nigga speak a little bit. Poor me still with what they're talking about. And, you know, and vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk about we could talk about sports and weather all day long, and, and, and don't get into politics. We can get into you know talk about stuff and say. But the point is that there is a different. And and I went to a conference one time and I learned a real lesson. The guy said women primarily used language, whatever language you know, primarily used language to obtain or maintain relationships. They're calling to stay connected. They just, just want to be connected to see how you're doing. Men, quite differently, primarily use language to, to get or receive information. We resemble that <laughs> So while we're trying to learn something or impart knowledge that we know, the women are connecting. They are building relationships. Now, and so once I understood that, then all of a sudden I said, is there anything wrong with what Kathy and her mother are doing and all kinds of women do? And I said, no, because we men do it when we're dating them. <laughs> when we're dating them, we do this communicating to connect. But then once we do, then we kind of once you're it. connected, you say, "I don't yeah. want this the information." Now, I've got to <laughs> now all I want. So, but anyway, that that's all. Awesome. I'm gonna. I want David. David, if you'll come and tell your story and tell about why you got connected with Greek Share and and be and also we hope to have some time for questions. Obviously, if you have some questions, be don't hesitate. And David, David's gonna tell another story besides. Uh, Ukraine. That's, yes, that's really thank you. Uh, thank you. Don and I talked earlier this week. He'd asked me to come and, and just uh, talk briefly about this. Um, I was in the Grief Share program twice. Uh, my wife, Joan, passed away in May of 2015. And prior to that, like some of us in here, I had the loss of grandparents and parents that I had to say goodbye to. <clears throat> but this was different. And I'm not believing the loss of grandparents and parents is, is great, as has been shared. To me, that I guess what was going on in my head, that felt more like the natural order of things. But losing uh, a spouse, she was just 59, losing her was kind of seemed to violate the natural order. And so it really, it really caught me off guard. Uh, it was a prolonged thing, too, and, and both my parents went very quickly. So. So that was a, a factor in it as well. So it was in uh, 2016 that I think Don said that he, that this program began here, Grief Share <coughs> began here. And, and I'm not one to, I don't share my feelings very easily. I do, I do that and, and, and sometimes I, you know, I, you know, 
go into tears or whatever, so I guess that's why I shy away from it. But, um, but anyway, this was, I kind of had to step outside my comfort zone, but I was already outside my comfort zone anyway. Uh, so, um, like, like Don said, this is, uh, it's a video-based thing, 13 weeks. There's a workbook there. Um, and one of the things, uh, of the many things I got out of it was that um, I got to meet other people also grieving, but for their own reasons. And most of y'all know when I say this, one of the things that I became aware of is while grief is universal, it's also individual. That we you know, all have felt it. I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty safe in saying we've all experienced grief, but it's, 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 it's been shared in its own individual way. It hits very hard individually. Uh, one of the things I really appreciated about Grief Share was um, the people who were there. The videos are, 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 are great. Videos are fine. It's, it's one of the things I think they do is they spark and stir conversation amongst the people who were there. And so I did get to experience, for the first time, a, a diversity of grief and get to see that. And it's, it's hard. You know, I don't think you want to go into this comparing your grief to someone else's or, you know, like, oh, look how much it's hurting them or see how much it's hurting me. I think you, you do get to share those stories, but I did get, uh, inevitably, I think you do compare, or at least I did, do compare, and I remember, and I was talking to Don about this earlier this week, but the first grief share session, there was a gentleman in there, I think his name was Charles, <clears throat> excuse me, I think his name was Charles, he was 90 or 91 years old, and he had just lost his spouse of 70 years or 70 plus years, and I remember thinking when I would, when he would share that story, I remember thinking, you married when you were a child, you were 19, you were 20. And you've known this woman and, and lived with this woman every day since you were a child until the time that you are an, a 90-year-old man. And I thought, how difficult that must be for him to experience this. And I remember uh, when Charles would tell his story, he would, he would uh, it was very difficult for him to get a few words out without really crumbling and crying. Uh, by the end of the 13 weeks, I had no doubt he still loved his wife, undoubtedly, unconditionally. But he could, he could talk about it now. He could go into it some and share his story and share his grief without, without melting immediately. So it, it wasn't that he loved her less, but somewhere in that time period he had been able to learn and, 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 uh, and practice skills that allowed him and maybe even unconsciously, I think a lot of this is unconscious when we're going through the classes, the sessions, I should say. Uh, but he was able to do that. Um, and I noticed that in him. <clears throat> and there were some other people. Again, this just had to do with, it helped me, and this was, wasn't video-based, but it helped me to see, again, the, the diversity of grief experiences and what other people were suffer or dealing with, well, suffering from and dealing with, but also how they were trying to adapt and change their life and, and get used to this new version of their life. Um, I remember Charles, the gentleman I just told you there were, Don, I know I told you this, there were two or three times he brought a grandchild with him, adult. They were, you know, he's 90, so the grandchildren were adults by that time. So it wasn't just a bunch of people who, 
look like us, but there were, there were younger people in there. You know, someone, I guess she was in her 20s or 30s or whatever. And so you, know, you had people like that coming in. There were a couple of sisters who had lost their mom. They, they were part of this experience. Um, and I'm trying to think, most people were in my category of losing a spouse. Uh, but still, there were, like I said, there were grandchildren there. There were the, the two sisters who lost their mom. There was a, a lady there who had, uh, had the passing of her adult daughter, and she was in there. And, and, and like I said, that's the kind of thing where you get the, your grief is still your grief, but you have a perspective of, of these other people. I think, oh, how would that feel to lose? And, and there may be some in here uh, who, who know that, the loss of a, of a child, and I just... You know, and your empathy, it, if you don't have it already, it, stirred, it stirs this up, and I think that's a good thing to have, that, to have that empathy for other people and to listen to their stories. And there's even one um, guy in there, um, and this may sound comical, but it really wasn't, but he had lost a pet. He was there to grieve for his pet, and I never had really thought about that. But any of us who've had a pet and have lost or said goodbye to that pet or a number of pets, which I have, you know how deep and painful that can be. Uh, and so it made sense that this person was coming in to, to share their grief about losing, saying goodbye to their pet. Um, the workbooks were very helpful. I'm not, you know, I would, if, any, if anyone is thinking about going to grief share, even if it's fresh grief, I don't know if grief ever is anything but fresh, uh, but I, I would I, I think it's a wonderful program to do. And to me, what really helped were the workbooks that coordinate and coincide very well with the video lessons that are given, the video sessions that are given. It's really meticulously done uh, to to gel with that and go along with that. And to me, the workbook was it's almost like a journal. Some of you may keep a journal, a grief journal, but to me the workbook was very helpful. For one thing, uh, I wrote a lot of stuff in my workbook that I didn't say in class <laughs> because I could be a little more honest with my workbook. So I was responding to the questions and I was probably a little more direct, let's say, uh, uh, in, in putting things in the workbook that I wouldn't share publicly because people might their opinion of me might lessen if I said some of those things outwardly. But I could be real private with my workbook because and, and I knew it's not the kind of workbook that Don checks at the end of the so <laughs> I knew I knew it was private and unless somebody finds it in my archives or, or file cabinet back home, I knew it was a private thing. So that helped a lot to have that, a, a guideline, if you will, a guideline that kind of walks you through it uh, and, and ask for honest responses and answers uh, to, to things, to where you are. Um, I, as much as I got out of these sessions, I, I know I'm not, a, I'm not a good role model for grieving. I have felt that for a long time. I don't know. I see people that I admire deeply who, again, you don't get over it, so to speak. But I see people I admire deeply who have, I think, progressed and are very healthy. And yes, they miss that person, but, but they've, they've learned to adapt and live with that. And, and, uh, and I just see, you know, I want, to be, I want to be more like that. And I think 
you know, I think these classes, these sessions did help in that. I went through it twice, like Don said. Um, there was a second time, I'll share this story, and I think I shared it with, I know I shared it with Don, because there was one week Don couldn't be there on a Saturday, and he, act, <laughs> he asked me to sub for him. I felt inadequate to the task, and I still do. Uh, but I did, I volunteered, because by that time we were into our classes and we had, there were usually, you could usually anticipate who was going to be there. So we know we, we knew each other, we had a relationship. Uh, well, that got blown out of the water, and I'll tell you how. Uh, I just started the session, and this lady showed up, uh, walked into the classroom. I didn't recognize her, she wasn't a member, not that you have to be a member here, but she wasn't a member here, so I had no references to who she was. But um, she came in and her grief was very fresh. It was her husband and her grief was very fresh. And um, she had somehow, I guess on the internet, on the Otter Creek site, but somehow had tracked down, oh, there's a grief share going on at Otter Creek Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. She showed up, somehow God was able to, to get in. But I just remember that, um, and this was a God thing. I didn't see it at the time. And I'm, I'm, I regret that I didn't, but this was a God thing. She walked in, and she was hurting big time. She had a deep, uh, a deep need uh, to share her story, and so that whole two hours went to her, which is as it should have been. Uh, and and you know, Don, I'm trying to think now. I don't even know if we put. I don't even think we ran the DVD, the video, because it was. And again, that's not that's not a bad thing, but it it. It just it's it's a it just showed me how this program can be available and responsive to people who need it. There's almost like an ER, almost like an emergency room kind of need for them. That you know that they don't know, and she didn't know where to turn, who to go to, and and thanks to God, she ended up with us. And I wish <laughs> I wish Don had been there. I felt like he could have guided that better, but. But we all, all of us in the class, in the session, I think, uh, became aware that whatever the plan was for that day, this was the plan now, that that, that, that had to be put aside. Um, anyway, I, um, you know, I, I did get a lot out of the program. I want to, I'm giving a testimonial. I did get a lot of, out of the program. Uh, I, program sounds real clinical, and, that's, and I apologize for that. But it, it was so helpful to me at a very difficult time. And there's still, and I still keep my, I still have my workbook at home that I can refer to, go back and look at my answers. And it's almost like a diary. I can look back, what's that been, six years now or something. I can look back and see, oh, gee, that's how I felt then. It still hurts. It really hurts. But I can see how fresh and raw it was then and how I made some kind of progress uh, up to this point. Um, anyway, Don, did you want to come back up and just kind of wrap things up? Anyway, thank you. Thank you all for letting me share that. David thank you for asking. He did exactly what I would have done. He handled it masterfully, and I keep telling him that. He does. But he was, so, he was so scared, you know. Oh, here's this person who's just melting, and they're crying and sobbing, and, and he kind of, he kind of, I'm lost, I'm lost, he says, but he handled it masterfully, and the lady got to talk and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's the, the neat thing, grief share is not designed to be run by a professional. 
And I tell every time we start a group, I tell people that this is not designed to be run. It's designed to be run by lay people. It's designed to be run by somebody who's gone through grief share. I mean, who's had grief and has gone through grief share. And they do. They've got some training videos and training exercises for people. So give them some sort of an idea. But I tell the group, it's not designed to be uh, run by professional. But I are one. <laughs> and I are one. And I'm here because I care. And so. In the sense, I scared David off, but now I've got John McCaskey. <laughs> but, but the nice thing that has happened, I have not mentioned, Autumn Maxwell, if any of you know her, Autumn teaches social work at Lipscomb. So she's got the same degree that I have. And, uh, and she has done grief shares in another church before she came here. Here again, it's these, these professionals who care about doing things and get something started and so she's come here and and so she's now a part of she happens to be out of town today otherwise she'd be here but she's a part of grief share now and uh and this current session kathy and i were out of town for a couple of weekends and autumn just picked right up and she took right care of it so so we've got now uh, someone who feels real capable of it and john could do it but the, you know, whatever. But the videos, uh, but the, the, but the videos do help. And, uh, and I just, you know, I admire this man for, you know, just getting to know him. And then I got to watch, of course, I got to watch his, you know, Ukraine stuff. And so he did that. I knew he did videos before. So, uh, uh, you question that. Don, uh, do you ever consider grief from... Uh, the loss, all kinds of losses, like your job, your best friend yes. betrayed you, you know, mm -hmm. all the things in our lives that are lost. Yes. Well, how many people are going to come to a grief share group for something other than the loss of a, of, of a loved one? Well, there's, there's, not, we can't, there's not a lot of people that's going to come to grief share anyway. You know, most of us, most of us want to tough it up and say, hey, I can handle it. You know, I can handle it. But this is uh, something I call losses that need grieving. That we can, and I'm out of time. Huh? I'm out of time. Okay. I'll run through this. I'll just, you know, just run through this real quick. I didn't do the stages of grief and loss. There are stages. And I'm just quickly to know that the first thing that when you first hear about the loss when you're first aware of the losses the shock and denial is the first autom automatic reaction we go from that we tend to get angry a lot of people are surprised that they get angry at their loved one who's died for leaving them <laughs> but says but they're just as and i've made this statement they're just as lost they're just as left alone as if the person had left by willfully but uh, anyway, by anger, then there's bargaining. There's trying to, there's always something in us. There's just something in us that if I'm willing to pay the price, if I'm willing to pay enough, even with my own life, I can make a difference. Well, you know, some things are just going to happen. Whether, it doesn't matter what you do. And then you get into the uh, first obvious stage of grieving, and that's depression. And the depression in the stage of grief looks just like a normal clinical depression. Some people actually go and get medication for it because you, I, I, have, I have seen people that got into that depression and then got stuck. 
and then it became a clinical depression that had to be treated clinically. But then the last stage is acceptance. Now those are not rigid stages, but those are just things that say, we, those are typical things we go through. Those are the five stages of grief and loss. Uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, in, in a book written about 1975 called On Death and Dying, she's the one who brought all that up. Uh, but anyway, loss that need grieving. The most obvious loss that we think of when we need to loss that need grieving is the loss of relationships. That's the most obvious a loss of obviously loved ones. These, these are what, no matter who the loved one is, who is the, it, what loss is the toughest? <laughs> which loss would you say is the toughest? The one that I'm the, going through, yeah. They say, which of the, of, of all the people that I've had that have discussed in grief, the one that I see, the people that I see struggle most, it's not the spouses. The spouses is a tough one. It's the loss of a child. We just don't, cannot fathom outliving our children. You know, I mean, our, you know, our children, are, you know, that we don't, that we last longer than they do. We just can't fathom that. So it's a really tough. Anyway, loss of relationship, place or position. This is uh, like a job that especially, uh, 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 a job you loved, and maybe a career you loved, and that got changed or something. Or a home place. Some people have to grieve because they lost their home place. They can't live where they was their special. Uh, the loss of an ability or a body part. Uh, how, do you, how do you lose a, a, a... If you only lose one, it's okay, but if you lose 32, it, it seems to be a little bit of a trial. What? Well, 32 losses of ability or body parts, like your toes fall off. <laughs> I said, if you don't think a person has a problem with uh, the loss of ability of body part, ask a woman who's had a mastectomy or a hysterectomy if she hasn't got a loss that needs to be grieving. Needs to be grieved. Yes. And then the last one is the loss of things. Things, you know, we do lose things, and things that have sentimental value, things that are worth a whole lot more to us than they, were, than they are worth. Now, these things, are kind of surprising, they need to be grieved. I put pets here. Because you do own them. You do buy them, sell them, and give away that kind of stuff. But obviously pets have this aspect to it. So it kind of, you, you have a relationship with pets. So the guy who came, who was grieving over the loss of his dog, it was his companion. He was a single man, and his dog was his just everyday companion. And so it struck. But that's, that's stated. And this just to say, we we can be we can be need to be grieving whether we do it or not need to be grieving about things that that may surprise us. Okay, we're out of time. I don't uh, say thank you for thank listening. You, if you want to be involved with Christian, just contact me or John McCaslin or contact the church office. They'll connect you with us.